Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm excited for today's episode. First of all, Happy New Year. It's 2022, and that's kind of weird. Feels weird that 2022, I mean, what? It feels weird that 2021 ended. It was a weird year. I don't know about you guys, but I feel weird. I just feel so silly going through the motions of life and like going to work every day and waking up and pretending like everything's fine even with the state of the world and they still expect us to just go on as normal I don't know but I hope you're doing okay but that's not what we're here to talk about today's episode is going to be about music college music school whatever you want to call it and i'm going to spill all of the details about my experience going to college for music so strap in let's see what we got i'll start from the beginning of my experience so when i was a senior in high school i was big band kid marching band, did all that, was very involved in my town's music program. And I loved music. I loved the people that it brought me. I loved playing. I loved it all. So I knew I wanted to go into it. I knew I wanted to be in music in some capacity. Originally, I wanted to be a music minor, but then I realized that I wanted to be a music teacher. And I wasn't that good of a player. I didn't really know a ton about music, honestly. I came from a pretty poor district where music was not really prioritized and I had a different teacher for pretty much every year up until high school. So I didn't really have consistency with my music education experience and I wanted to be a consistent teacher. That's kind of what drove me into music education. So I auditioned for a lot of schools. Did not get into a lot of those schools because I was not a very good player. I couldn't afford private lessons. I had a student model saxophone. I didn't really have any fun opportunities. I never went to all states. I never did districts or, you know, all of these cool things that people could do in high school with band. Somehow, by the grace of whoever entity, I ended up getting in to college. I don't know how, but I auditioned. I auditioned for UMass and got in and ended up committing. And I knew I knew it was gonna be hard, but I had no idea what was coming for me. I had never really seen super great players. I had never really experienced a high level of music making. I had never really been around that. So of course I was in for a big shocker when I started at UMass. I was able to, with the help of my mom, purchase a used saxophone that was a little bit better than the one I was using in high school. Still not great quality and not up to the standards that were really expected in college. And that was a big shocker for me when I got there and I saw that everybody had 
these shiny, brand new, professional level instruments. And that was like usual. I knew nothing about which reed to buy, which mouthpiece is the best. I knew nothing about that kind of stuff. I was so lost. And everybody seemed to be like five steps ahead of me. Everybody in my freshman class seemed to be five steps ahead of me and I was struggling to keep up. But I knew I wanted to be there. I really wanted to be a music teacher. I knew that it was my passion even though I sucked and didn't know anything. The drive I had was absolutely insane. And I honestly don't really know how I did that. So my freshman year of college, so at the beginning of every semester, all of the music majors have to audition and then you're placed into ensembles. And I did not make any ensemble because I did not know what I was doing. And of course I was sad about that, but I kind of expected it. And to be honest, I think that was actually really good for me because without that three days a week rehearsal time, I was able to bust my ass in a practice room for that time and focus on exactly what I need to do for myself rather than playing with a bunch of other people, which is of course something I missed out on, but it was only for that one semester. And I do think that semester actually helped me improve a lot as a player. In addition to that, I, because I was poor, I had to get a job. So I worked at a dining hall and I worked there probably four nights a week. I would, after marching band rehearsal, I would scarf down some dinner and then go work until 10.30, then go back to the practice room until maybe midnight, then go back to the dorm and start my homework, do that until 2 a.m., go to bed, wake up at 6.30 for my 8 a.m. classes. And as a freshman music major, we had 8 a.m. classes every single day, Monday through Friday. No breaks, really. There were really no breaks. We had back-to-back -back classes. If you were lucky, you might've gotten like half an hour to go get some grab and go and eat it on the way to your next class or your next rehearsal. Back-to-back -back classes up until maybe four o'clock. Then if you were in marching band, you'd have that until six. And if you were like me, you'd have a job or no matter if you didn't have a job anyway, it's still, that's still a, a lot. I can't think of any other major where you have 8 a.m.s every day and back-to-back -back classes, no time for lunch. I remember talking with my advisor one semester when I was a little bit older and we were making my schedule and she was like, oh, look, you have an hour for lunch this semester. That's awesome. I was like, oh, thank God. And a lot of people freshman year ended up dropping the music major. And these are all people who were awesome musicians, great people, and it's not their fault. Especially music education majors, a lot of people ended up switching to performance or changing to a music minor or just dropping it altogether. 
And I saw that happening around me. I saw all of my friends, my peers, contemplate changing their major or actually doing it. It felt like things were falling apart around me and I was just kind of waiting for when that would happen to me. And of course, it's good in retrospect for these people to have decided that freshman year rather than senior year, you know? So they still had time. And I can't blame these people at all because it's a lot. After just one semester or one year of it, we were all pretty dead. We were all pretty beaten up. I, yeah. I was kind of having that fear that I might also end up dropping the major at some point, but I knew I didn't want to. I knew I wanted to be there, but I was just worried that I wouldn't be able to keep up. And I remember telling people, I don't think I can do it. And they're like, you can do it. And I was like, no, I know I can. I have the drive and the desire to do it, but I don't physically know and emotionally know if I can keep up with this for another three years. But what else would I have done? I didn't want to do anything else. I knew I wanted to be a music teacher. That was why I wanted to go to UMass because the music education program is great. That's why I wanted to do these things. So I sucked it up. Second semester of my freshman year went a lot better. I got into an ensemble. I finally was able to actually participate in the music major. I was getting better grades, all of that stuff. They really push you, especially your first year. And it's because, and here is the real tea, and this isn't just a conspiracy. This is things that professors have actually said, especially the music education professors. They keep you for 8 a.m.s every single day because they want to weed out the people that can't handle it. Yes, it's true. They want to weed out the quote-unquote weak people, which is effed up. It's effed up. And here's why. Because as somebody who's in my second year of teaching music, it's not the same thing. Being in music school and being a music teacher are totally different things. Oh my god, they're so different. Like, yes, you still have to wake up early. And I guess I see what they're kind of trying to do there by having you get used to waking up early. But it's not necessary. With all the other stuff you do in college, you don't do all that other stuff when you're in a job. I don't have marching band rehearsal every night. I don't have like homework to do you know like I am a teacher and that's what I do I don't have to worry about extracurriculars on top of ensembles you know x y and z it's not the same and you get burnt out so quickly and by them doing that they don't have to they don't have to give us back-to-back classes with no time for lunch. They don't have to do that. They're doing that because, I don't know. I don't know. Do they want to see us fail? Sometimes it felt like it. I don't think they do. I think they're genuinely 
kind-hearted people. I just think that professors could be a little blind and a little out of touch with how college students actually are. Another thing I want to talk about is superiority complex in the music major among students. This was something that was also a big culture shock for me, is that the people who had come from rich town where they got to be in the youth wind ensemble or play with this professor, take lessons with this famous guy, new instruments, all state first chair, that kind of stuff, those people, the way they would talk to you or talk to anyone that they thought was less than was very apparent. People, especially freshmen, would brag about things that they did in high school and it's like, dude, no one cares. Like, we- no one cares. Stop. Get o- like, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, we're- at the end of the day, we're all at the same school. So, I don't know. Maybe if you were at a conservatory, it would be a different story. I don't know. I don't know how things work there. I just know, like, obviously these people are excellent musicians, but, like, don't be an asshole, you know what I mean? And there were definitely a lot of assholes. And this was also common among performance majors because performance majors and music ed majors had a lot of, like, the core classes together, like theory, oral skills, music history, all of that stuff we had those classes together so you know we all knew each other the classes were pretty small like 30 kids you know so you got to know everybody kind of pretty well and oftentimes performance majors would make it known that they're better musicians than you for example if you were practicing at the same time they're like why are you practicing so much you're just an ed major you don't need to like do all this stuff it's like yes we do because we're going to be teachers of music you know what i mean like of course it's i guess okay if we don't play the same super difficult repertoire as you but we still need to know the ins and outs of our instrument and other instruments as well because we're going to be literally teaching it to other people, right? You wouldn't want to learn science from somebody who failed science classes in college. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you know what I mean? Like we have to know our craft inside and out. And it was really shitty to hear fellow musicians that were performance majors talk down to music ed majors because It was seen as kind of a less than path to take, which is not true at all. I think anybody who's in the music major is doing a crazy thing, a crazy difficult thing. Even if the music ed major was just as good of a player as the performance major, it would be the performance major that got the more opportunities, which makes sense, right? Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to perform. 
who we're all here to play our instruments. We all have to be in ensembles. We all have to perform at recitals and whatnot. We all have to be in chamber ensembles. We've got to do a lot of things. And we're all working towards the same goal here. So it just sucked to see so much competition. And I'll get into the competition stuff soon, but that was one part of it that really kind of bothered me throughout my years. Competition among music majors. Let's get into it. Obviously a bit of healthy competition I think is really good and can push you and motivate you to be a better player. It definitely did for me. If I saw someone who was in my same year, you know, similar level of playing, and I saw them perform at a recital or something, or I saw them do something cool, and I was like, oh, like, I want to, I got to show that I can do that too. So it would push me and then I would work harder. Or if we often had saxophone studio recitals where everybody in the studio would play the piece that they're working on. And whenever I saw that, that always motivated me in a good way because I got to see the people playing my same instrument, often younger than me, that were way better than me, that pushed me to be better in a good way. And, you know, of course, sometimes it was a little disheartening. It was like, oh, like I'm a junior and you're a freshman and you're playing this piece that I don't think I can even play in a few years and you're playing it as a freshman. But we're on different paths, that's what I realized. So comparing yourself to other people was sort of inevitable in that environment for that reason. Here I go back with the music ed versus performance major. When I saw freshmen when I was a junior or senior that were way better than I was at that current moment, Yes, that like hurt me a little and also motivated me a lot, but I also kind of didn't care because they don't want to be a music teacher. You know what I mean? They want to perform their instrument. They want to get jobs playing their instrument. So obviously that's what they're in college to do is to play their instrument. I was not only there to play my instrument, I was there to also learn how to be a teacher. And that's what I want to do. I want to be a teacher. So I needed to learn two of those skills, you know, playing slash performing and teaching. Okay. It was kind of like a double major in one. Whereas performance majors, obviously it's insanely difficult to master any instrument. That's what they're there to do. They're there to master that instrument. So I was okay with it. I was like, you know what? That's what you want to do. Also, we're on different paths. We come from different places. So how am I gonna compare my journey when the first time I eventually was able to get a professional quality instrument when I was a junior? In the second semester of my junior year, that's when I got an actual nice instrument because I had saved up and I had been working two jobs. That's how I was able to do that, but you had a professional quality instrument when you were in high school and you had access to private lessons. You were able to practice more because you didn't have to work. How am I gonna compare myself to you because of that? I can't, of course I can't. And I'm actually writing an essay for my grad school auditions that's kind of about that, kind of about um, classism and inequity in 
instrumental music education. But, you know, that's a topic for another day. On the same sort of competition topic, something that was very sort of a big issue throughout my four years was practice rooms or lack thereof practice rooms. There were not enough for the amount of music majors that there were. So you would kind of have to fight to get a practice room. I remember leaving class, going to the bathroom, but I would actually go put my stuff in a practice room like 15 minutes before class ended and then go just leave it there and then go back to class. And then when class ended, all the classes pretty much ended at the same time. So everybody would be rushing for a practice room at the same time. I would already have one because if people saw your stuff in there, they wouldn't really, they wouldn't go in there. Like people were pretty good about if they saw your stuff in there, they know what's taken, which definitely was shitty because then that took away from like 15 minutes or whatever that somebody else could have used the room. But you kind of had to do stuff like that. You kind of had to be like one step ahead, wait outside a room. Like you would kind of have to bribe people, be like, hey, once you're, once you're out of here, like, can I have your room? And sometimes you would ask random people. It was very weird. And it was a very like intense process, especially during audition week. And people would be lining up outside. I remember seeing people practicing in the stairwells. I've definitely practiced in some weird places. I've seen people warm up in the bathrooms, which I don't blame them for, honestly. But once I discovered the fourth floor, which was like the abandoned architecture hallway, I never even went back to the practice rooms in the basement because the ones up there, you got a whole big classroom to yourself. There were windows and no one was ever up there. So it was lovely. But down in the basement where all the main practice rooms are, no windows, you know, paints chipping off the walls. People are lined up outside. But the good thing about those is there's a piano in them. So, you know, that's always nice to have. But yeah, practice rooms were not the vibe. They were just not, it was not a good time, man. Private lessons, that's a whole other topic in itself. Private lessons were probably the highlight of my career because I loved my professor and I feel like I genuinely learned so much from him, but they were definitely a big stressor in my life as well because you'd have one every week and the week would go by so quickly. If I had a lesson on like Thursday, it seemed like every day, oh, tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, I'm not prepared for my lesson which kind of sucks because it should be something that is helping you not something that's really stressing you out and that just was with like it all goes back to the time to practice right because if i had had sufficient time to practice i wouldn't have been stressed out for my lesson then i would have had a good lesson and then i would have been in a better place than i was when i started but i do genuinely feel like i tried my best to absorb everything that my professor said because he's an amazing saxophone player and yeah 
it was a time when you really got to know your professor and they really got to know you as well. And I've definitely cried in a few lessons. I'm pretty sure most music majors have cried or almost cried in lessons or told their professor things that, you know, you probably should tell a therapist too, but you know, the professor's a part of your tuition. Therapy's not free. I do think the biggest thing about music school is that it is consuming. It consumes your life. You do not really have time to go to the gym, to exercise, to even really sit down and eat a meal. You're always on the go. You're always thinking about what comes next. And I do think being busy can be healthy. It can be really good, but being overly saturated with things to do is like a recipe for burnout. And people did face burnout all the time. I did for sure. And if you were a music major and you were also able to have a social life and work out and eat meals, please let me know how you did it because I have no idea. I would literally scarf down food. I don't think I went to the gym one time during college. Maybe once. And it was free. You know, the gym was free and it was right there and I never got to go because I was like, if I have free time, I'm going to spend it practicing. I'm not going to spend it at the gym. Which is unhealthy. Yes, of course it is. And I would also practice at weird, weird times of the night. You know, I would wake up super early and go there or I would be there super late at night and there were always, always other people there as well, which is kind of scary. Like, I think any time of the night, all 24 hours of the day, you'd go to the practice rooms. There'd be at least one or two other people there. I really don't know why. That was not healthy. But we all did it and we all kind of thought it was normal. It's definitely a weird bubble in a weird world in itself that nobody really outside of the major, I think, can fully understand unless you're actually a part of it. Another thing about the music education major specifically is that I don't think it really prepared me to be a teacher. I think it prepared me to be a musician. I think I'm fully prepared musically, but teaching wise in terms of classroom management strategies and all of that, that all came from my student teaching and the one year of teaching I had before this year. None of that was really picked up during my undergrad. We definitely had sort of things they would do to try, like peer teaching, but that was just horrible and awkward. That was probably the worst part of college, to be honest with you, was teaching your peers and pretending they were like eight-year-olds. Bizarre. Absolutely horrible. So awkward. No way for it to not be awkward when you're all like singing a little folk song in your methods class. That was awful. Those classes, big thumbs down. That whole experience, I was like, I... I know teaching is going to be way better than this, but this sucks. 
So I do not really think that the major prepared me to be a teacher. I think I really just got thrown into the wolves and I don't know a better solution for that. I don't know what they can do to make that better. There's gotta be something. It's not my job to figure it out, at least not yet. But maybe someday they'll come up with a better option than awkward peer teaching. I don't know. But I do want to talk about the good parts of music school because I feel like I've just been kind of shitting on it for a while. I did learn a lot and I was pushed in many ways. One great thing was all of the opportunities I had. I was able to be in so many diverse ensembles and there was so much to do and so much to choose from. Like I did a few different chamber ensembles. I, you know, I could have been in like the um, chorale, the university chorale or whatever. I could have done that, but I didn't. But you know, there were a lot of opportunities that were available to me. You know, I played like I played trombone in the concert band because I wanted to get better at brass instruments. There was a lot of ways that I could better myself as a musician. I played in marimba bands. That was awesome. I loved that. And these were things that I didn't have to do, but I wanted to do because I wanted to be well-rounded. And I'm really glad I did that stuff. And I'm really glad that that stuff was open to me as just a person in this world. I didn't even have to necessarily be a music major to do those things, but I think it's really cool that there are musical opportunities available to people that are not music majors and people that are, but just wanna maybe try something new. That's something that UMass is really good at and I'm, I'm really glad that they have that. That's cool. Go them, good for them. Another good thing is Despite all the competition and the hierarchy that's actually fake, people really did take care of each other and people genuinely were concerned with each other, even if it was someone they kind of know. And there was kind of a sense of camaraderie that we're all in this like shitty situation together. So we might as well kind of support each other. And that just grew and you really got to know the people in your class and in your major throughout the years because you're with them for the same classes throughout your four years. So people I had classes with first semester freshman year, then I had senior year classes with. So we all got to know each other. We all supported each other a lot. I still have a group chat with some people from my class. You know, it's... It was really a nice support system that we had there. And it was a great way to connect with other music teachers and other musicians because now we're all over the state and some of us even all over the country. So it's cool to have these connections in different places, not even as like a networking thing, but just as a way to connect with people. I don't know, it's not all about networking necessarily that's important of course but I'm just glad I was able to get to know people from different paths 
and we crossed paths in the middle in college and now we're going separate ways. Going to school for music also forced me to be very skilled with my time management because you sort of have to be. So now in my real life job, I'm pretty good at getting things done, managing my time. Of course, I still procrastinate, but that was a big skill I learned in college because I had to prioritize certain things. So now I can do that in my real life and do the things that need to get done. And it's just a good skill I learned from there, you know? UMass also was a very high quality music school. The people there are amazing players. There are some killer players that amaze me and will always amaze me. And the professors are all of very high quality, of course. I got to play a lot of cool music. I got to play a lot of cool rap. I got to do a lot of cool things. One thing that was great was also the performances that we have like when the marine band came and did a master class and then we got to see them perform at a concert that was awesome I'll never forget that that was really cool we had guest professors guest artists come in studio classes we yeah the master classes we had was great those were always super cool and it was nice to see other artists from other parts of the country and even the world. I am genuinely so grateful that I went to UMass. My time there was hard and it was great and it was good and I learned a lot and I met so many awesome people. It was a good time. You know, I look back on it fondly. Anyway, that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you gained some insight about music school. It's hard, so if you've ever doubted it, just know that it is not easy. All right, I hope you have a great week, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you.